Content warning. Listeners are advised that this episode contains swearing, drug references, and depictions of peril. Further details are in our show notes. Listeners likely to be upset by any of these should avoid this podcast. The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. Audio drama, poetry, fiction. Last time on Black Box, Captain Lake is piloting a huge iceberg through space to supply water to the huge and abandoned arc ship Ithaca. Following an accident, the Berg is off course and heading for the Rigel star system where, unless Lake can correct its course, it will be melted by the heat of stars within the system. Accompanied only by his robot butler and the base computer system sentience, Lake must make the repairs himself before the change of course results in the Berg being destroyed. Mayday. Mayday. This is the arc ship Ithaca. We are stalled in orbit around our destination planet, Proxima B, unable to proceed due to unknown failure. Life support systems holding, but water levels critically low. The biospheres are close to ecosystemic collapse. This is an automated message. Mayday. Mayday. Black Box, an audio drama by Kevin Manwari, with Louis Watson, Danielle Ellett, and Charlie Richards. Episode 3, The Shadow on the Ice. Harder, solar glare, or maybe it's a trick in my mind. Stardust. And yet, the hard nails of it is, if I don't fix the damaged thruster, scratch that, replace it, then we'll all be stardust. Ever since hearing the news, I've been keeping a close eye on the monitoring stations. The condition of the ice is stable, for now. But I don't have much time. If we fly too close to Rigel and meltdown began, the berg would break up and I will be hauling ice cubes. I'd done my best to reconfigure the remaining thrusters and freezer units to compensate, but the network is carefully calibrated. The sheer size of the ice shelf means that every one of the dark light propulsion units counts. I've hooked up the loader to the cat, along with the crane arm. I thought we had a couple of backup thrusters, but one had apparently been used about ten years ago after a meteor strike, according to Butler. Although, I have no recollection of that. So, <clears throat> I've got one shot at this. The 
installation of a serious piece of hardware is not the kind of thing you want to be doing in my condition. A couple of cracked ribs, a black eye, a serious cut across the brain pan, sporting stitches, a sprained hand, and the start of the shakes. It's been a week since I had a fix. The painkillers have taken the edge off it, but boy, I am needing a needle right now. But that's the usual narrative of my life. Lake's Law. Every day, things get a little shittier. No accidents today. Please. No freaking phantoms, either. What the hell was that thing? No more than a shadow. A blur. Must have been my junky, tired eyes playing tricks. Cockroaches of the mind, my friend. Nothing could be alive out there. Unless... Unless I picked up a stowaway. Yeah, right. Despite centuries of searching, sending probes to other planets, other systems, they've yet to find any evidence of extraterrestrial life. As far as we know, humanity is alone. No help or hindrance coming from the stars. We have to go out there and find a planet ourselves. Bootstrap job, as my old pops would say. So, unless I've made first contact, the only thing out there on the ice is my imagination. Lake, you're jumping at your own shadow. We're here, sir. Jesus! Don't do that! What did I tell you? Apologies, Captain. I merely wanted to inform I you. I get the message. There. I can see the marks left by the cat yesterday. A drunken line of tracks as it righted itself after ploughing through the drift. The slide to the ledge. Boy, that was hairy. Okay. Let's do this thing. Pull it up carefully to the edge. Easy. Does it. There. Line up the loader with the drop. Right. Next. Clamper in place. Check. Fire the ice anchors into the interior. Winch them nice and tight. Now. Time to operate the crane. Okay. Crane ready. Butler, give me a view backside. I want to see what damage there is. Complying. Rather him than me flying out over that void. Okay. Take it down to the thruster dock. Complying. Doesn't look good. Thruster damaged beyond repair. Thank fuck the black sail which harvests the dark energy for it is still intact. Look at that vast, starless triangle stretching into the distance. Kind of profound. Right. Sentience, jettison the unit. Carefully. And Butler, prepare the dock for fit. Complying. There's the ice cloud as the clamps are blown. The mangled remains of the thrust are blasted away. Its trajectory taking it clear of the others. Phew. Well done, guys. Now clean up those anchor points. 
Let's make this as easy as possible. Complying. That's my suit sorted. <clears throat> now, the airlock. Blue, green, yellow, and into the black. drop. Umbilical securely in place. Never be too careful. No side winds, of course. But the Berg is cruising at fifth light. One slip and I will be stardust. Wish I could have left all of this to you, butler old pal. But it requires eyes and hands to guide the thruster into place. Too many variables for a Series XV2 maintenance robot to factor in and compensate, but... I completely comprehend, Captain. Together, we might just nail it and live to tell the tale. Captain Lake, your heartbeat is increasing, and you are consuming oxygen rapidly. Okay. Let's try and slow the breathing. Don't look up or down. Walk nice and steady to the loader. There. Attach myself to the winch by my dead man cable. Operate crane via wrist com. Time to go for a spin. Dangling above the thruster unit as we're both lowered down the edge of the bark. Jeez. The size of this thing. A thousand feet below. The pulsating square of the bubble. Start to spin. Ice. Stars. Ice. Stars. Ice. Stars. Don't be dizzy, Lake. Control the nausea. Keep breathing. Look at the nice corona and the other thrusters. Their spectra of light catching the elongated isosceles of their sails. Beautiful. If it wasn't so terrifying, slowly, slowly, nearly there, the load getting closer and closer towards the dock, should be just a case of lining it up and hooking it up. Simple, well, only take several hours, like fixing a loose screw on a roller coaster while it's in use, wearing roller skates. And a blindfold. No sweat! God, I feel sick. My guts. Like some toxic overflow. Too much shit inside me. Too much darkness. I know. I know. I brought this on myself. My own fucking karma. If anyone was going to screw this mission up, it's good old Link. The cosmic fly in the universal light. Fuck! I hope that isn't what I think it is. A jagged line scratched across the flank of the ice. Looks deep. How long has it been there? Was the bird heating up already? How stable was it? Butler, do you see the fault? Affirmative, Captain. I am monitoring your live feed. 
Go and inspect it. See how deep it is. Complying. Well, that's the icing on the cake. Better get this job done as quickly as possible. Time, my friend, is of the essence. Floating free inside my lid, making it hard to see. Activate Helm Hoover. God, makes me feel like my skin will be turned inside out. That's better. Stop Helm Hoover. Where is that bloody robot? I need another pair of eyes here. It's like manoeuvring a missile into a golf hole. On my arm tablet, I have a view of the docks. Four screens displaying the respective targets. Got to get them all lined up before I can activate the locking mechanism. Get one wrong, and I could screw the whole lot. Swinging on a kilometre of chain on the side of an ice shelf, soaring through deep space at sub-light speed. Fuck! Focus! Lock out all distractions. The terrifying reality of the situation. The gorge rising in your gullet. Sit back down. You do not want to throw up in your helmet, Lake, old buddy. Come on. Come on. Two. Three. Keep your hands steady, you fucking chunky. The crane arm an inch more. Four. Lock it. Slam dunk, Okay, don't blow it. Finish your job. Detach the couplings. Captain Lake. Ha <laughs> ha! You've decided to join me. My report. Later. Get this thing linked up. I'll do this complying. will lose structural integrity in 15 days. It is starting to reach melt point on the surface. Christ, couldn't you tell me good news for once? Make something up. My honesty levels are set to Washington. Go and chop down a fucking cherry tree and leave me in peace. 
Let's go back to the surface and get this thruster fired up. We need to correct our trajectory as soon as possible. We are not out of the woods yet. There are no trees, so your analogy, although possibly humorous, cannot be seen as in any way accurate since... Just can it. Inboard atmosphere stabilized. Man, that was a ball breaker. Okay, sentience. Retract support claws, fold the crane back into its seat in. Um, let's get some food down us. Ah, meat substitute. Mmm. Still tastes like car tyres, but kind of hits a spot. Are we good to go? Presto, Captain. Secure. Phew! Not a place to hang around. Now, let's get your weedy ass back to the function, Skipper. My whole body feels like it's done ten rounds with the 4D kickboxing champ. Base layer sticking to body with sweat. Nice. Jeez. Wish I could have a body replacement. What the f- What the hell is that thing? Butler, are you seeing this? Of course, Captain. I am picking up an unusual heat signature. Some kind of black form? Seems to suck light into itself? And it's buck naked? Is that a sheen of mica or quartz on its skin? Limbs flickering in and out of focus. Sometimes two, then four, six, eight legs? Multiple arms? Like Da Vinci's ecky frickin' homo? Yeah, this is no human being. Wait a minute, I, I swear it's looking at me. Even through the tinted screen, that expression. Predatory. Eyes like nebulae, mouth like a furnace. Whoa, it's bouncing! Scratching the thick screen with fingers like a child's drawing of talons. Gotta get out of here. No hitchhikers. Company policy. And I'm not sticking around to see if you've survived my brush off. Oh, come on, old girl. I know you can only do 70 top speed, and these are far from ideal conditions. Just... Give up on me now. Captain, incoming bogey. Let's see that rear view. Damn, it's on my tail. A black asterisk of limbs in the white gaining on me. Thumb going flat out. What is this thing? A frickin' space cheetah? Got to get back to the top. I'll be secure there. Damn near impregnable. But it's game. Wait. Where did it go? Shit. Rear cam shore crawling across a loader. Captain Lake, you have a stowaway. Uh, oh shit, Sherlock. Look at it. Limbs stretching, multiple jointed, hungry for touch. Oh, screw this for a game of soldiers. Sentience, jettison loader. Loader, jettison. Well, that should give me some time at least. Butler, are you still there? Butler! And what the fuck does that mean? Sorry, I was doing an impression. Thought it might help. Now is not the time for your fucked up robot sense of humour. 
How far are we from the platform? By the rim road, 90 miles. Talk the fastest route there, as the crow flies. A corvid's wings would freeze solid in this environment, sir. It's minus... Just do it. Computed. You have it on your monitor. Right then. Let's do this thing. This is not our designated route. Call it Creative Navigate. Let's just zigzag up the flank of this arete, shooting out from the plateau. Would you look at that? The central massif of the ice shelf is crested by a high spine running almost the entire length of the sheet. It is a hard road full of snow bridges, cornices, rifts, bailacks, and sheer cliffs. Thanks for that. Really helpful, but it's the only chance I have, so I'm taking it. Backseat drivers. Don't let me down, Mr. Snowcat, old buddy. I promise to service you regularly from now on. Top up your auntie fees, give you love and attention. Hell, value you with my own tongue. Just get me back to base, please. Wow, that was close. How deep was that crevasse we almost skidded down? And I'm pretty damn sure that wasn't there before. Captain, the crevasse appears to run across the length of the shelf. It's deep. Fuck, cutting me off from the tug. There must be a way across. Maybe a narrower section? Up on this ridge, the snowcat must be visible for miles around. Whatever that thing is, it seems intent on attacking me. The only weapons on this lump of ice are back aboard the tug. A cryogun, a hunting knife and some small mining explosives. Useful, if I can get to them. Come on. Come on, you son of a bitch! Wait, what's that head? An ice bridge? Yes! Let's hope it's strong enough. Butler, what is your estimate of the load-bearing capacity of that? 1.9 tonnes. Possibly. And how much do we weigh? 2.4 tonnes. Factoring in the gravity created by the mass of the berg, 2.1 tonnes. Jettison the spare fuel tanks, oxygen and yourself. See you on the other side. Let's line you up with the ice bridge. It's not much wider than the cab. No margin for error. Hey, butler! Out the way! Captain, the hostile is approaching. Now would be the optimum time. Roger that. Halfway across. Yes! Come on! We can make... Uh Uh-oh. Sir. One last chance. Sentience, fire the front anchors. Thank you.
Black Box Episode 3, The Shadow on the Ice, by Kevin Manwaring. You heard Louis Watson as Lake, Charlie Richards as Butler, Danielle Ellett as Sentience. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Black Box was written and adapted by Kevin Manwaring. Direction, sound design, and editing were by Chris Gregory. The original theme and incidental music for Black Box were written by Chris Gregory. Sound effects were from freesound.org. The presenter is Kelly Winkler. Black Box is an Alternative Stories 2020 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. This brings us to the end of this pilot season of Black Box, based on the novel of the same name by Kevin Manwaring. If you've enjoyed this short season, please let us know by contacting us via office at alternativestories.com or by dropping us a note on Twitter or Instagram. We'll post our contact details in the show notes for this episode, alongside those for writer Kevin Manwaring and our lead actors. We would like to thank Louis Watson, Danielle Ellett, Charlie Richards, Maisie Arma, and Warren Graham for being part of Black Box and for being such a pleasure to work with. If we ever get to make an audio drama of the remainder of Kevin's novel, you can be sure we will be casting you all. Next week, we'll bring you a special podcast featuring Nine Arches Press, the independent poetry press responsible for publishing some of the best poetry published in the UK in the last few years. We'll hear from three of Nine Arches poets and from owner Jane Kamane about the challenges and joys of running a small publishing house. Listen out also for a special Christmas edition featuring Karis McRoberts, Signamana, and more. We'll post more details on social media over the next week or so. Thank you for listening to Black Box, presented by me, Kelly Winkler. Please subscribe to hear all of our future content the moment it is released. The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Audio drama, poetry, fiction.